This episode is brought to you by the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge, and we're inviting you to take it with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is, your purchasing power matters now more than ever. Head to shop1in5.com to take the pledge. Make that commitment to shop one in five of your purchases towards a small business. We also invite you to shop the directory if you don't know where to find other small businesses. It's right there on the page. And we're asking for you to share the pledge. Imagine if each of us told three to four people about the Shop 1 in 5 pledge. It would be an incredible and life-changing for so many small businesses. Tell your friends, your family, and your social network. It costs nothing extra and makes a world of difference. Our purchases have the ability to change lives. Okay, let's jump in. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Seiner, with my biz partner and co-host, Mina Kunlositap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So I was going to introduce you as my biz bestie. We started as biz besties, mm-hmm. moved into biz partners, and now we're <laughs> life, life partners. partners. Yes. <laughs> so it happens that you share a bank account and uh-huh. businesses and, and all the things. So um, two sides of the brain, exactly. And we are so excited because this episode is such a good one. Um, I am a fan girl, so I will start off by saying that we actually have best friends and business partners, Kat and Nat. So if you haven't heard about them, or maybe you have, they're the hosts of Mom Truths Podcast. Um, you can watch them daily on Instagram like I do, or check out their Mom Truths on YouTube. Uh, they're just, they're an incredible duo of women that really know how lonely and isolating motherhood can be, and they share it truthfully and honestly and with comedy. Yeah, I love them. I actually remember vividly, <laughs> this is true, <laughs> feeling like fangirl stalker, uh, vividly of when I first saw them because they were sitting in their car. I was watching through Facebook videos and they pop on there and they were talking about just mom life, right? And they're going back and forth and they were just so hilarious. And they've really always piqued my interest as far as they are very honest in a very like hilarious way. You, if you don't know who they are, they're, they're more, I mean, they speak the truth, right? They speak the truth of, of, of what it's like to be a mom. And they have seven kids between the two of them and they find humor in all of it. And they do it with the friendship of each other. So um, this is good. This is such a good episode. We've really been really big fans of them. And I think that they, it feels like we know them. You know, (laughs) 
<laughs> and, you know, and the fact that they're a duo, they're a partnership, they started off as friends, they're going to share that story with you in this episode um, and how they've moved into their partnership and how they work in their partnership. And Mina and I are always fascinated. I feel like it's like people who are twins are fascinated by other twins. Um, <laughs> we're always fascinated by business partnerships, especially those with women, right? Two women, two moms. Um, and so we do get into that. The other thing that we really dig into that I'm excited to share with you is that they've launched their, their product bosses now friends, mm-hmm. and they launched a brand called Tay Livy, um, which is inspired by their two oldest daughters, Taylor and Olivia. And they'll chat about that. And really the, the, why they started this brand, what they believe in, and that it is very mission-based and it's about community amongst these girls. And also that they believe that traditional sizing is stupid, right? Um, the way mm. that they used to size versus the range that they've created. So I'm so excited to share just, you know, behind the scenes of Catnat, they're huge. They have commercials. They're going on tour. They're going Mina on I, tour in Iowa. We're going to try and see them on tour. Um, it's their reun- I think they're calling it their reunion tour, but we're going to try and see them on tour. They're hilarious. They make you feel better about mom life and all the things, right? Um, and also the fact that they are now product bosses and and just what they're doing with their business and with their daughters. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen. Let's jump in. All right, friends. We're so excited to have Kat and Nat on the podcast. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you so excited to have you. So for our audience that doesn't know who you are yet, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Would you mind telling us um, a little bit about Kat and Nat, what you do? And I would love to know how you two met. Ooh, well, the two of us, uh, we live in Toronto and we're from Toronto and we actually met in ninth grade. We went to the same high school. And while we were at high school, we had the sort of the same thing in common that we weren't able to sit through a whole class or a whole morning or a whole day. So when everyone went, the bell rang and everybody went into class, the two of us would be sitting outside being like, do you want to go to school? No, let's go back to your mom's house and, you know, maybe smoke a joint and have some bagels. That's basically what went on there. Um, and then we, you know, we went our separate ways. We kept in touch. Like we weren't, weren't best friends through all the years, but we were the first of all of our friends to have babies. So when we had babies, we found each other again through Facebook and we were both in the same kind of boat that we thought that like getting married and having babies would be this blissful like experience. And it would just be so calm and everything we imagined when in reality, it was a total, total shit show. And we were losing our minds and we felt lonely and we got together and we started hanging out and we never stopped hanging out from that moment forward because we think that it's, you know, it's great having a husband and all, but you really need a wife or a partner by your side. So Everything that we've started and done growing our, you know, uh, our business and our social media has been with the same mission in mind that moms, you know, we want to make sure moms don't feel like they're alone. They feel like they have a space where they can come, where they're not judged, where we are open-minded and also a place where you can actually, you can find fun in motherhood. It's not always stressful and terrible. Yeah. You guys are so hilarious. I mean, just so hilarious. Um, and have a bit of the same kind of humor too. And you need it when you have as many kids as you have. How many kids do each of you have? I have three and I have (laughs) four. And then Kat got a dog, a -a Bernadoodle. So then I got a -a Bernadoodle. Both of our husbands are named Mark. And really we just all do life together. Amazing. Yeah. We're always, we've told our husbands that they are also life partners. So we all have to kind of figure this out and get along. No choice here, boys. No, we're actually <laughs> yeah. obligated to each other. We've got finances that cross over. We are in it to win it. And it's uh-huh. true. Yeah. I mean, finding a, a a female partner, like a, a woman, a friend, because Mina and I met as biz. We met through business and we called mm-hmm. ourselves business. And we met online. 
and yeah. now you have a business. Yeah, cut two <laughs> four years later. But you've met in real life, right? We you have, but probably if you added up the number of times, it might be I don't know twenty. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, it's crazy, so right? Cool. Yeah. Wow. And, and when we first met, when we first were like, let's start this business, let's launch something. My brother was like, are you crazy? Like, have you met her? Like, you catfish? And I was like, no, no, we FaceTimed. We're good. We're good. Let's I was this. thinking you might get catfished, but this is, you're in it. You're successful. So it's working out. You two yeah. it's working out. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. So um, I love the, you know, the mom truths part of it all. Um, You, you do show vulnerability through comedy. And I think that's something that we really want to show our audience as well, because so much, there's so much guilt there, right? Especially as a mom, as a parent, and then homeschooling um, or having your kids at home, right? <laughs> just in general. Yeah. And Mina and I always, we want to be transparent with it, right? It's great sometimes, not so great other times. You ladies keep adding, um, more to your plate, right? Like you're going on tour, you have courses, you have a membership, you have an Amazon live, all the things. How do you, how do you kind of raise your kids with an understanding of mommy needs to work and this is awesome. And she still loves you. I honestly just want to start by saying, usually we try to talk about it in a really like, and explain it in a really logical way when we're calm and everything's going great. But last night, my TJ was like, dad, I want dad's going to have to play basketball with me all day tomorrow. And mom, you're always on your phone or you go over to cats and you're always working. And I was like, in the heat of it, I was like, TJ, do you see this roof over your head? <laughs> do you see these beds with sheets? <laughs> the reason we work is for that. And if you make us play basketball all day long, we will no longer have a home. <laughs> um, we will be broke, <laughs> but, but normally we, we, I mean, we have to try to explain to them because we're not in an office. We work from home. So when they're home and also they think that like dad, dad uses a computer. So that's work. We use our phones mostly, but that's not work to them. So we really have to try to get that. They do understand social media. A lot of them now, some of them are on it because they're older, but that this is, this is, this is how we work. And then we also guilt them a little bit and say, do you want us to go to it's the It's like office? the reverse of mom guilt, if you yeah. will. Like we guilt them. That's how good we are. No, it's Genius. not that we have to just said. No, we, you know, I totally. think that if, if, when we go on tour, like you guys mentioned, and we have to leave and we get to meet and chat, we choose to leave and we get to chat to so many women and they are so perplexed at how we're able to leave. It really is something that we have to, as women, stop apologizing for what we do because we're making it wrong. And our children are picking up that we're, when you're guilty, you're wrong of something. So if we're apologizing for working, what does that teach our sons and daughters who might have partners who are women who are, are working and what are they going to feel like and apologize for what they're doing when there's nothing wrong with what you do? So when we leave, we try not to be like, I'm so sorry, I'll be back. Like we, we really try to own that this is a choice and we love what we do and we're so lucky we love what we do rather than you know, I'm so sorry. I'll come back. Try to come back. Early. Here's a gift for you. Like, I can't wait. I miss you so much. Do you miss me? We We've just also talked to our, our, our partners about putting the conversation out loud, not only from our husbands, but and to, to the children to say, mommy, like, I hope you do really well at work. Like the kind of positive language about us going away and working. And we, we make sure that our husbands kind of like, we're like, remind them when we're away that we're out there to work. We're not mm -hmm. just having fun. We just make it look really fun. <laughs> we are out there just having fun. But, <laughs> you know, it is also work. 
<laughs> but so lucky, right? To have something that you love to do and that you, and you enjoy it. And I think that's all we want for our kids. So I loved it. Do you have any questions about that, Mina, before I jump on? No, no. I love that so much because it doesn't feel like work a lot of times. My husband's always like, I hear you cackling behind that door. It doesn't seem like you're even working, you know? So (laughs) yeah, uh, I get that. Um, Did we want to talk about the the new products line? Yeah. So Tay and Livy, right? So now, so now you have kids and uh, you've launched this brand, which I think is just so incredible. I'm from the fashion space. I'm a fashion designer by trade. And what I love about the brand that you've done with Tay and Livy that you've kind of gone away with traditional sizing, right? And instead of doing extra small and extra large, you've done universal sizing label A through G. So there's no sort of label on you and it's inspired by your daughter. So would you mind telling us a little bit more about it? So much of the whole idea behind the sizing came from, well, there are so many women in our, in our past, in our lives that have told us about their issues with um, a specific size that they're wearing. But our daughters, we had two daughters, they're our firstborn and all of their lives, they have been very um, tall for their age. They were always the biggest in their class. Um, and everybody always commented on it, which, uh, which can be very obvious to them that they are the biggest and they've heard it from absolutely everyone. And to the point now where they're like, how big? am I going to get like, you know, like what, what size am I going to end up being? Because it's been such a focal point. And I'm like, I, I like, I can't tell you what size you're going to be. Cause only your body knows what size mm-hmm. you're going to be. You know, like, like I, we don't have these answers, but they're, I want to say concerned. It's just, it's like when it's been a focal point their whole life, they're like, well, how big am I? Like, am I going to be this forever? And they, and they're 11 and 12 respectively, you know, they have, they outgrew the, like the kids stores a long time ago. So their friends were still like shopping at the kids gap. And when they were like, I mean, it was, it's been years since they've been able to fit in the largest size there. And so that's a little bit of like a, that's a little bit confusing for them. And then we bought them jean shorts one year and we bought from three different brands. It was all different size, like completely different fits. But like, this is so confusing for young girls who are just, you know, trying to like figure themselves out. To, to fit in, fit to in. like navigate their bodies, to understand what it feels like to want to look like your peers, but nothing fits you that, that looks like your peers. You're shopping in women's stores, you know, some of the teen brands that are available are a one size fits all that is not a one size fits all. It's a one size fits one body type. And if you don't fit into that, imagine how that makes you feel. So it's just this conversation. And so much of us are trying to fix women. So much of the body confidence movement is going back to fix people or like accept where you are. And I'm like, why can't we start this where we ha- we can, you know, stop navigating these these girls to ruin them so we have to go back and fix them as adults or get them to accept where they are as adults and let's start doing this so we can arm them with confidence that their body is like the the smallest portion of who they are, you yeah. know, like it, it's the biggest of what we focus on and yeah. it's the smallest of who they are. And even within the body confidence movement, it's all about the body. So how do we get these kids to move away from thinking that that taking up space and beginning to live as they should, which is worrying about, you know, having fun and friendships and experiences and living life. So we wanted to create a brand that sort of stood for all of that. We don't have it all figured out, but we just knew that there was something missing in the space. And so we wanted to just start. So we quickly just started. And now, you know, we're sitting here and we're, we're like, how, how are we going to grow this and how are we going to work with this? But we know that it's missing in the market mostly. And so we were like, well, let's just create it then. And Tay is my tailor and 
uh, Taylor, Livy is Olivia. Like, what are their names again? <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> who <where's> knows? <laughs> There's somebody. Yeah, that's how we, yeah, I'm like, dog, kid, I don't know. Anyone. Oh, I just yeah, say I just all the you. names. It's like a catch all, yeah. you know? Yeah. You remember when your mom used to do that? And you're like, yeah. mom, could you get our no. names straight? And now it's like, and mine are all T's, including the dog. So like, I cannot get it straight. <laughs> One of you. Um. So how's it going? So I, I know I watched the launch when you launched it and the girls are really a part of it. And I, and how are, how's it going with them? Like, are they in it with you? Are they trying to sell it? Are they aware of the entrepreneurship of it? Here's the really tricky <laughs> thing that I think we've come to realize is that social media is a really scary place for young people because they're still young learning and making mistakes. And when you put your 12 and 13 year old in the front of something, there's their one mistake away from, you know, really uh, harming themselves long-term and making, making mistakes of, of videos. And, you know, so we have to be really involved with them, understanding the mission, but, and, and because again, they're not at the place where, they feel bad about themselves. So it's really hard for them to articulate those thoughts when they're not there yet, but they understand the concepts, but they're still so young. And we had a lot of 16 and 17 year olds reach out and be like, I remember the moment I couldn't find something that fit me that everyone else was wearing. I would love to help be a part of this. So what we really want to do is really sit and and sit with it for a little bit because and make sure that we have the people who it's affecting represent the brand. Because I think that's what a lot of brands miss is the people they're actually trying to impact. And we would love to, you know, grow um, like a board where we had these teens make the help make these decisions on what would really impact the audience of the ones who are consuming it versus two moms who think they know the mission. Um, So we're just trying to be really thoughtful and get our, and, and, plan to a place where it's, it's more than just a brand, but it's a mission for girls to really embrace who they are as individuals and, and not think they have to change or become something, you know, social media is a beautiful thing, but it's also a really hard thing because they can compare constantly. So how do we empower girls to really step up and and own who they are at a young age when they're still trying to figure it out every day. And I think that we're being very conscious with the brand and very protective of the brand and taking it very slow so we can grow with it and not just make it a trendy brand. You know, that's kind of, it's kind of where we're at with them. They're, they're very interested. They like to know what's going on. Um, But again, we've seen so many kids mess up on social media or be in front of something and they're just too young. It's like, it's kind of like a, not a weapon, but it's like a, it's this, it's like a thing that lives forever, forever. And you can't take it back because someone can screenshot it or screen record it. There's no stories on social media. Really? There's, n- there's no such thing as I'm sorry, because someone's going to hold it to you for the rest of your life. Right. And it's just a big ball of reactions too. You know, it's that instant reaction you get from people. You They don't think about what they say. It really is, but then can really impact people when they're reading through comments, especially at that age or even yes. things where, you know, it is a little bit like a weapon. People can get unfriended or feel like they're ostracized. Um, and so it's really hard at that age. For all of that, it sounds like you have a team at home kind of, right? Kind of each other and your kids and your husband. Do you have, a, what's your team look like outside of that? And how do you bring it all together? Like what's that balance look like? Our work team? 
Yeah, yeah. The mix of the I, they're like they're the both rubbing the... their heads. Like. <laughs> no, we, we have are a mix. A, yeah. We have such a big team, which okay. is very fortunate because they're mostly women. Our two lawyers uh-huh. are men. Um, but because we're Canadian American, we have an American team, we have a touring team, we have agents, we have managers, we have our day-to-day team who all work throughout like remotely, but throughout Canada and some of the States. And then we have like, then we have another team. We literally have so. And then for every every product that we have, there's different people working on it. You got the podcast, you got the brand partnerships, you've got the touring, you've got Tay Libby, you've got the the common parent, and so there's people that have their hands a little bit in everything. But um, a lot of our immediate team that we hired, we hired, and they didn't have experience in what we were asking them to do. We were still still so new and fresh. We just loved their passion and their personalities and we knew they were smart. So we taught them everything that, 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 that they know. If you can Google it, you can figure it out. Basically, you know what I mean? Like if uh-huh. Google is our team's best friend and um, we just really trust the, our team and we let them, you know, we don't ask where they are, what they're doing, how much they're working. We, we definitely work from a, a place of, you know, gut where we, we, you know, trust, gut and trust. And, um, they're all incredibly hardworking women and they really care about the brand. And and, uh, so the women that work for us, you would feel like when we have our meetings and the, 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 the ideas that they bring and the feedback, you would feel like it was their company. You know what I mean? The way yeah. how they care. And sometimes I think to myself, you know, just thinking of one, I'm like, wow, like she's just, it's like, it's like, why does she care so much? Why is she so great? <laughs> like, she's just so great. This one is actually a, a funny employee. We, we we brought her in as an unpaid intern in the very beginning. Then we employed her. She stayed with us. Then she left us for a year, but then we got her back and she's like better than ever. But yeah, they really do. They they care about um they protect, they protect our brand really. Yeah. yeah. Yes, us as people and as our brand. So yeah, nothing we do is, um, you know, we do, we do have a lot of help and, um, that's just so, you know, cause creating content as you guys know, is a full-time job just to create content without running a business is a job on its own. And none of them live in Toronto either, which is you guys Amazing. can appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I think people really underestimate how much how much work content is. And, you know, we have a podcast that we release three times a week and then we have mom truth. We're writing a second book. We have, uh, we have like just content that, that takes up 90% of our time and then seven children. (laughs) And then them too. And I mean, Um, yeah. And I thank you for talking about that because it's important. So many of our, especially our product bosses, um, there are a lot of them start as makers, right? So they're making jewelry at home. They're making pottery, they're sewing, whatever they're doing to physically make. And so many times they feel like they have to do everything and they can't give up some of it. And we're trying to really move them into that creative visionary place where they, as their businesses grow and they can afford to hire people to help them. And Mina and I talk about, you know, outsourcing and delegating. And Mina's always like, I get people to cut my mangoes and my carrots because she buys them pre-cut, right? So <laughs> do I, because it saves my life. With I, And people are like, that's so much. No, it's, it's going to be delivered here really shortly. <laughs> oh, that makes me it's, so excited. <laughs> it's what my kids will eat. So yes. I don't have to make them like cutting vegetables and fruit takes an extra 30 minutes of my day every and day. It's messy when they're juicy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, but we we did learn. Uh, we've learned. We always 
like learn and we don't really call them mistakes along the way, but cause we don't regret anything. And all, we really, um, we really gr- grow with the brand. Like it, it moved very like slowly. Um, but we realized accounting is beyond us. Legal is beyond us. Bookkeeping is beyond us. Like, so all of that is taken care of. And then as we grew, we saw, we see like the holes that are missing. And that's when we know we need that person. So we take it till we're like, uh, and then we hire someone. You know, what's funny is when men hire a team, they're deemed successful. When women hire a team they're it's like, we have to apologize or lie that we have people who help us. And I think that that's never talked about that. Women are often make excuses like, Oh, I have to do this because you know, I do like, we have to not make excuses, but we have to, to quantify why we need help. But for men, we're just like, wow, that's so amazing. You have a team of a hundred. You must be like so successful. And I think women really, whether that is because we need help with childcare, because we need help with, you know, things around the house, whether we need help with, you know, our day-to-day calendars, what we need help with. It's so crazy how we apologize for it. Yeah. And it takes such a big team. I, I, I agree completely because when you see a man and he says, oh, I started a business. They're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. You started a business. A woman says that, oh, you're working from home now, huh? You're, you know, yeah. and like, such a flip that people do. And they're like, oh, you're hiring somebody to do your laundry. And they think that that's not what you should do, but they don't expect the men to do the laundry or they it's think, too bougie. Right. Yeah, it's like, Oh, right. okay. <laughs> yeah. So I love, I, yes, I wanted to mention, um, that you have, a, it takes a village on both sides, I think. And especially with a partnership, it, it's kind of like every year and uh, so many people's schedules. And so how does your partnership work? Can you tell us a little bit about that? As far as like, do you play separate roles? What are some, how do you give split us a your peek? responsibilities? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've never, ever had a conversation about it. We've never, I mean, I think we're freaks in the fact that we probably speak better without speaking in terms of what we know we need to divide and conquer. And I think that if we were to have delegation, it wouldn't work. It's it would like, almost be like, well, then, uh, then that's my job and I have to do that job, you know? And instead it's like, we can share it back and forth. You know, yeah, I, we've never, I don't, I couldn't tell you the only thing I know that she does a hundred percent is <laughs> I have no idea what's in her bank account. I have no idea how to get into our bank account. I have no idea how much money she does all the money. Like we have accountants and everything, but like, I just, the banking hurts my brain. It always has. So I have mm-hmm. full trust in her that she knows what she's doing. And there's lots of things. I book all of our that, travel. Yeah. There's <laughs> lots of things in the business that she takes care of a hundred percent too. So, but it's definitely been unspoken and either somebody likes it more or somebody it's better at it. Is somebody better at, it or somebody like whoever, it, like if it's a one, not like a job job, whoever hates it, the, the hates it the least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how we are. I'm yeah. We we've kind of unsaid, but we always say we're part of the same brain. We don't share a single like letter in terms of the Myers-Briggs. Mina's um she was introverted. I've pulled that out of her. Um so now we're Look at me now. she's an introvert. <laughs> Look at introvert. You now. <laughs> um is do one of you pull the other one up more or t- like because Mina always said like I was the first one to kind of nudge her to the front, like nudge yeah. her to have a voice. Um <laughs> it, mostly like I think of it as things are way more less th- I'm much more introverted just because that's how I approach the world, but I definitely will only do it. I used to only do it if Jacqueline would go first. Right. And I would just kind of like 
be in there. Now I'm fine with just doing it with. I look over at her. I'm like, what are you like stand up comedian <laughs> with a mic on stage? It's the craziest oh, okay. thing I've ever seen. Is there, do you have anything like that where there's like a, you know, dynamic pull or anything like that? Well, there's absolutely times in our lives because during these, this past decade, we have had um, more babies. We've had moves. We've had stresses in our life where somebody is, you know, can't perform pull up as much. And the other one just knows when to step in. So that's very like an up and down. Um, I think, I think it just depends on the day. I think we're equally like if I I would, I used to get like nervous. I wouldn't say no to doing things, but I used to be nervous to like go on TV and like stuff like that. And I would, I would, because she seemed so like confident. Like she didn't really, she was like, whatever, you know, like she's kind of like whatever happens. happens. I would almost like keep my nervousness like on the inside because I wanted to make her feel like I was just as confident, but really I was nervous. And obviously she knew like we went and bought box flour. That's what you put under your tongue to make you calm down because my anxiety was so high, but I won't say no, but she'll definitely, I feel that she's kind of like, she's kind of like two things. Number one, who really cares? And number two, if we totally fuck up, so what? Like she'd like, and I'm like very joke that I got medicated and like, I should take, I've, I've always, I don't have a lot of stress that I feel like, I don't know what it is that I, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't stress often. Nothing feels overwhelming, um, to me, which is, I, I, I'm not sure why. So when we get in situations, I don't really gets, it's the weirdest thing. I don't know. And I, this past pandemic, I said, I, I almost want to try medication to see if I could, you know, I be even more chill. No, like, you know, or the opposite. That, that, that takes anxiety medication. And I'm like, would that help me? And she's like, no. And I'm like, do you think anything would help? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay. I, Cause it's just as weird. Um, you know, we're in a lot of weird situations and not much can get me very like, you know, we'll be backstage about to walk out like on a stage with like 2000 people. And I'll look at that and be like, why are they here? And she's like, not right now, Kat. And I'm <laughs> like, I just don't get why they're here to see us. Like we're just and too I'm long. Like, hard to see. But the thing <laughs> is, it's a good partnership in the way that she'll like, she won't get nervous, but I won't say no. Yeah. So if we have any opportunity or we're doing anything, I'll, I'll just say yes, even though I know I'm going to like shit my pants about it. Or like, I I'm like, to just say yes. Do you know what we're doing tonight? And she's like, stop it. Like, cause I won't, pre- I won't prepare. I'll just show up and she'll know every, I'm like, you got this tonight. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> sure. I got this. Sure. <laughs> so, but it makes for good. I think if you had two very high stress people, we would not be able to do what we do because often we find ourselves in situations that are not normal. Um, you know, we've been, read like at one point we were reading our audio book and we got a phone call and they're like, you have to be in New York by the end of the day. It's like two o'clock in the afternoon. We have seven kids to pick up. We have to get on a flight. And Matt's looking at me like, yeah, we can make it happen. And she's like, okay, okay cool. we can Let's make, go. we can make it happen, you know? And so like we call who we need to call and we literally go to the airport and she's like, what about like, no, no, we'll figure it out. So it's I like, my mom. it's like this weird dynamic where we're able to not overthink. I think so many people, entrepreneurs, women get stuck in this place where they think and think and think and think, and then they find roadblocks. And then you, you're like, you get defeated by the roadblocks that you've created in your head and you haven't even been able to take a step. And I think, I don't know if she has the gift, but I have the gift of no roadblock. 
And she has the gift of not saying no. And so, and, and in that way, no matter what we want to do in our business, we don't overthink it. We just start it. Mm. And we're not afraid that some things aren't going to work out. We just, if it's in our head, we got to try it. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people, that's would be really hard for a lot of people to do. Yeah. Understandably. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. And it's incredible to have found each other so young and then to have reconnected. Um, Mm -hmm. We're in our forties now and I'm like, F all of it. Like all the thoughts I've brought to this point in my life, like, can we let this go and move on? Right. How many years as women can we live in this way? And then I think to have a relationship with another woman that's so close, not competitive, it's collaborative. That's what we're trying to get in our community as well. That just like you be you, however you want this to happen. You want to be a millionaire. You want to make a hundred thousand dollars. You want to be with your kids all the time. You don't, we never thought we were going to ever homeschool ever. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, I do don't you guys homeschool I, by choice? I'm virtual like, school. Well, um, we didn't send our kids this whole time. No, not by choice. Never by choice. Oh, like, are they the like, do they have to be home or you chose for them to be home? We chose to, for them we, to be home. We chose. What? You, <laughs> home, you homeschool your kids? But we virtual. don't homeschool. I do virtual, virtual school. Yeah. Um, Is that because well, of the pandemic or life? Because of the pandemic. Um, no, never. And, Before we were like, like no <laughs> offense, everyone who homeschools, like worst. go for Less. it. Yeah. But we, we were no. like, never will we ever. And then this whole year has been like, okay. Yeah. Never again, but okay. We did it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and we had those like rose colored glasses on in a way thinking that, okay, the schools are shut down. Kids have gone back to school. I kept my kids out there on a virtual school. And I thought this is going to be such a great bonding time. You know, this is going to be so great. We'll never get this time back with them. Then I'm like, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> I know. I know. It's a lot. But it goes yeah. fast, right? Like it all yeah. goes so fast. So we're yeah, all making it through. Good things and bad things in what, there, you what? know. Like it goes fast. What we're finding it going very what? long. So well, don't they say the days are long, but the years are short? Isn't that what they yeah, say? Yeah, they do say they that. Me. Right now, we're in the years are long. The stage. years are long. We feel the years are Whoa. very. I have. I only have a five-year-old, and I'm like, she's so. We're like, so hurry up and grow up. I know. So I know. We both have. We both have five-year-old girls that we've had to do kindergarten at home, and we're like. Oh, this mm-hmm. is at home. Yeah. We wanted Not strong true. women. We wanted to raise strong women. Um, they are definitely strong. They're very bossy, um, <laughs> which will serve them hopefully in the real world, you know? Yes. yes. <laughs> but so appreciate you just talking about it because that's, we just want to normalize it for women. We want to normalize mm-hmm. the, um, being authentic. We want to normalize like messing up. We want to normalize getting help. We want to normalize women for women, right? Like I worked in corporate people, women, you know, one went out on maternity leave. The other one was like, Oh, I'm going to step up now, you know, instead of being like, Ooh, let me hold down the fort for you when you, until you Mm -hmm. get back. So I think in general and, and what you're doing with Tay and Libby and for your daughters and, and starting with mom to your daughters at home and then to their friends. It's just so impactful. So thank you for both of you being you and for meeting when you met and to continue this. And Mina and I are going to try and figure out tickets to Iowa uh, to see yes. your show when you're there. Wait, we're coming. To, I don't even know where we're going. I'm glad well, we lifted it up and they were like 21st time meeting. Let's go see him at Matt. <laughs> in Iowa. Amazing. So Amazing. You'll we'll be- leave you guys. T- we'll leave you guys tickets. Oh, you're amazing! But thank yes, you, yes. and we I don't you- have any friends or family there, so you can be our friends and family. Yay, we'll leave a lot that of would be amazing. There, but not that we know. It's yeah. worth a trip to Iowa for that. Um, yes. Well, thank you, ladies, and we cannot wait to see all the things that you do with the rest of the year, and we hope to see you in Iowa. I guess. Thank you. It was so nice thanks, to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 
This episode is brought to you by the shop one in five pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the shop one in five pledge, and we're inviting you to take the pledge with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most, because the truth is your purchasing power matters now more than ever. We're inviting you to take the pledge. If you head to shop one in five, Com. The link is in the show notes. And when you get there, please make sure to share the pledge with your friends, your family, and your customers. Let's invite everyone to take the Shop 1 in 5 pledge so that we can all use our purchasing power to change lives.